0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Get your Bible, get something to make some notes with, and come on into the classroom. We've saved you a seat right in the front, and you can, wherever your mind is, That's where your spirit goes and where you're open to receiving from. So come right on in here. Set everything aside for the next few minutes and let's get some answers today. Father, in Jesus' name, we all agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance, anointing, direction, guidance, answers, and help. And we thank you in advance that you are so gracious, so good, so faithful to give us all we need. We we lay hold of it by faith in Jesus name. Give everybody ears to hear, and eyes to see and understand in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Look with me, please, in Luke the excuse me Matthew, the ninth chapter, and let's continue our study today in our um, series. We're calling faith for healing. Now, uh, in faith school, you know we spent weeks and weeks on Hebrews eleven just talking about faith, what faith is, how it functions and operates. And if you weren't with us, uh, go online, go back and, and watch them or listen to them. won't cost you anything. There's no charge. But we've built up from there to here. Now we're talking about uh, faith in specific areas. And this is faith for healing. How does faith come? Faith in God comes from hearing what he said. How does faith Uh, in the healing power of God come by hearing what he said about healing. And so there are about 20 individual cases of healing uh, mentioned in the scripture. Now, there were tens and thousands, scores of thousands of people that were healed and delivered in Jesus' ministry, but only about 20 where we're told some detail about who they were, how they received. And so we're studying these one by one because if the Spirit of God handpicked these for us, then they're certainly worthy of our consideration and time. And so we saw first the healing of the leper. Second, the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. And now third, we're on the healing of the paralyzed man. In Matthew 9 and verse 1. Matthew 9 and 1, it says, Jesus entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed, Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, your sins be forgiven you. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think you evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Your sins be forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then says he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up your bed, and go into your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now let you stop right here. How many believe this actually happened? Who arose? Huh? Paralyzed man. How many believe this happened? (laughs) Huh? He arose. Uh, there, there's no, um, you know, symbology here. This is not just some fairy tale symbolic thing. The, he, he mentions specific details about the specific person and what was said and what happened, what was wrong with them. This man was paralyzed, he, you know, uh, most people are not, you know, totally paralyzed, or you'd be deceased. Some part of your body still functions. If it's just your head, or in this case, uh, uh, it could. Uh, reading after uh, one original word, common, commentator talked about that it, it could leave the idea that uh, half the body was in the Greek loosed which means it didn't function. You couldn't, the muscles wouldn't tighten, wouldn't work. Well, that could be the result of a stroke or any number of thing, but that's partial paralysis, uh, whatever the degree was. And it must have been substantial because if he could have used one leg uh, and one part, he might have hobbled there with crutches or something, but he couldn't get himself there at all. I mean, it took four people, four men, uh, one on each corner, I guess, of his little bed cot thing to to carry him. Did this paralyzed man stand up on his own right here in verse seven? Yes, Hallelujah! Pick up his little mat and leave the house on his own power. Oh, somebody say, I believe it. Do you do you believe it? Yes, sir. This is what we're talking about. Faith comes by hearing. Why would this be recorded? Why would the Lord have this recorded for us to look at and ooh and ah and go, wouldn't it have been great to live back then and maybe see some of these things and just long for the past? No, no. <laughs> huh? No. Why? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, always and forever. He's no respect of persons. Why would he tell us this? He wants the same things happening today. Does he or not? Is he able to do the same things today? But like we saw yesterday, uh, you got to have some activator, right? (laughs) Activator. We know they had some. It said Jesus saw they had some. He saw their faith. This is why uh, they're in the book. This is why this account is here. Because uh, there was not just the element of the power of God. There was the element of this man and his friends, faith. And so here is a man who was paralyzed. Maybe his legs didn't work. Who knows? Paralyzed from the neck down. I don't know. But responding to an anointed word. He is now standing on his own power. Do you, you reckon this guy's happy or not? He's standing? <laughs> huh? Yes. He's standing on his own power. And he doesn't have to wait on his friends to haul him out of there. He is able to, to leave and go home. And, and there's a, there is some, uh, a graphic thing happening here. He came in on the, the quilt. The quilt went out on him, Amen. or the cot, whatever you want to call it. It says couch. But you know you couldn't have been too big because they're carrying him around on it. But uh, he came in on the bed; the bed went out on him. Amen. Can the Lord turn your captivity? Can he? Yes. Can he turn it around? Can he? Yes. He can. Yes. It's his will. He does. If you'll believe it, he will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And even though something you know, I don't know how long this man was this way. Uh, if it was years. Still, now he's standing on his own power and everything that happened to him is like a bad dream that happened to somebody else. It's in his past. It's not in his future. All things are possible, Jesus said, to him or her that believes. Are you a believer? If you're not, you're in a good place for that to change. That's, That's why we saved a seat for you, is folks who were unbelievers can now come in and become Believers, you, you might as well uh, join in with us the whole way because people probably already know you watch this <laughs> and they probably already know you've been hanging around with us. Um, so you might as well, if you're going to catch the uh, flack about it, you might as well get the benefits from it, right? So don't play with it. Come all the way in and agree with this word. Somebody say, it happened. Yeah. It happened. He arose and departed to his house. When the multitude saw it, They marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Now, this is an important phrase. We'll notice this later on. God had given such power to who? Notice it didn't say to the Son of God. Right? Right? To men. Because Jesus said, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do too. Also. Greater works than these shall you do. Go to Mark's account. Mark, chapter two, Mark two and one. It says again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. It it got out that he had come back home, and straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. This is the starting point of miracles. We know faith is the receiver, the power activator, but how do you get to faith? Uh, Romans talks about this. Um, how will they call on him in whom they haven't believed? They won't. How will they believe in, on him that they haven't heard about? Well, they won't. How will they hear without a preacher? <laughs> well, they won't. So where's a, Where's the beginning point of the miracle? The proclaiming and the hearing of the anointed word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, And and if you say, well, I I just, I don't know about all these things and it just, everything seems so impossible to me. Well, all of us have been there at different degrees and points. Uh, That doesn't mean you got to stay there. That's why you feed on this And, and you, if you don't see all the answers and if it doesn't all just seem like you can stand up and receive it after hearing one faith lesson, well, that's why we have another one, right? <laughs> and another one, and another one. And, um, and what you can do is just get so full of God's words and his faith that it pushes doubt out. It displaces doubt the doubt and questioning and fear out of you. But that doesn't necessarily come just because you heard something for five minutes and then ignored it for the rest of the month. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to hear it and hear it and feed on it and think about it. You know, the Lord told Joshua how he was going to have success. He said, uh, this book of the law, that's all they had. The law, we got the law and the prophets and the gospels and the epistles. Uh, the word will not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that's uh, written therein. Then, he said, you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. Can you see it's not just uh, one and done? Mm-hmm. You heard it and that's it. No, you need to hear it and hear it again. Because why hear it again? Because there's some stuff you didn't hear the first time. That's Right, uh, And hear it again, and hear it again, and, and the Bible uh, compares it to planting seed and then watering the seed. Watering it until it develops and grows. In Mark, um, let's, let's keep reading. It was noised he was in the house. Such a crowd gathered that there was no room to receive him. Couldn't even get to the door. And he preached the word to them. Somebody say, he preached, the word. he preached the word. He preached the word to them. If that's what Jesus spent a lot of his time doing, what should we do today? That, that should be the same thing. And there are people who absolutely despise preachers and just uh, disdain them because they see no value in what we do. But you're also disrespecting the master. Because that's what he did. Right? That's how he functioned. And um, if people do have problems. They have all kind of problems. And, and, and uh, most of the problems. Cannot be solved. Just by natural material means. The greatest need of man. Is spiritual. And the answer is God. And the way he does it. Is through His words. Hallelujah. Through His words and by His Spirit. Uh, How many can say, my life has been changed by the Word of God? Do, Do you believe that? Can you testify to that? Oh, my life, Phyllis, my wife and I, our life has been so radically changed. Looking back decades ago to when we were so ignorant of the Word. Not to say we've learned it all now, but we were really ignorant back then. But getting a hold of some of it. And letting it change your thinking, and letting it change your believing, and then that changes your actions, and we are different people today. We have a radically different life, and it's a good life. It's so much better than anything we would have had had we not got a hold of His Word. He preached the Word unto them, and they came unto Him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come near to him by the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, Son, your sins be forgiven you. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there, reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins? But God only. Now we'll touch on this some more later I think. But notice uh, something that was causing these individuals to be completely blind to what was needed, to what was going on. These are scribes. These are scripture experts. Now what scriptures are they studying? Well, the Old Testament. What is the Old Testament talking about? Well, the Creator and the Messiah. I mean, every type, every shadow, every offering, the Passover offering, for instance. Who is that a type of? Does anybody know? I mean, that's a graphic picture of Jesus. And so these folks have spent their years and years, becoming an expert on the scriptures, the word, here the word is standing in front of them, (laughs) preaching the word to them, and not only do they not recognize him, but they don't like him, and they reject what he's saying, and they find fault with him and speak disrespectfully to Him through their reasoning. And these are religious people. Religious people. There's a whole lot of people who don't go to church because they don't like religious people. And I'm kind of with them on this. (laughs) Do you know what I mean by that? Religious people who don't know God are some of the meanest people on the planet. They will condemn you and despise you and knock you down and give you scriptures why it's okay to do it. Mean. But being religious is not the same thing as knowing God. Hmm? Or communing with God and and preaching uh, religious materials is not the same thing. As proclaiming the good news. Like what Jesus talked about. And what Paul and Peter did. No. We don't want to get caught up. In this reasoning. Everybody say reasoning. 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 You you can hear reasoning start off. well, Well what about. And how come. And who's he. How can he say. You're forgiven. Do you hear the attitude. Do you hear the tone? This is reasoning, not revelation. This is somebody who doesn't know God and doesn't recognize God when they see him. He, he goes on to talk about it. How can this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said, why reason ye these things in your heart? So he, there keeps an emphasis on reasoning in it, reasoning reasoning. The scripture said trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. He goes on to say whether it's easier to say to the sick of the palsy your sins be forgiven you or to say arise and take up your bed and walk but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins he says to the sick of the palsy I say to you arise Get up, take up your bed, and go your way to your house. This is the moment the power manifests. <laughs> huh? Right after this. The power's there. But at this, if you just stop right here, nobody's been healed. Hmm? The power was there in the house to heal them. And yet, nobody's receiving healing. Just like, like we said earlier, the power could be there people to be born again. That did not mean they're going to be born again. Somebody has to believe it. They have to respond. They have to receive it. And that faith is what causes the power to be released and manifested. So Jesus says to the man, he said, get up. Take up your bed. Go your way to your house. and put yourself there. It's a bit of a tense situation. Right? Because you got a, a bunch of scholars and religious folks sitting over here and they're finding fault and they're fuming and they're huffy and there's other folks just watching to see what's he going to say? What's he going to do? and And of course this is This is quite unusual. Uh, A a hole has been ripped out of the top of the house, right? And and a guy from the outside, who is this guy? (laughs) He's let down in the midst. And Jesus is looking at him. And they hear talk about forgiveness and talk about healing. And some people already got lost on, this is too theological for me. uh, But he looks at the man and says, get up. Get your bed. Go to your house. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 And now what's it time for? Come on, help me out. What's What's it time for? Verse 12. Verse 12. Immediately. He arose. He got up. Yeah, but he can't. Yeah, but he did. Yeah, but he's paralyzed. Yeah, but he got up. Yeah, but he can't. Yeah, but he did. Huh? And if you say, old friend, if you say, I don't believe all that. Huh. You won't be bothered with it. you can imagine yourself to be so intellectual. But that doesn't mean you know God or anything about him. You have to humble yourself and admit you don't know everything. Come on. Surely, you know, you don't know everything, right? You've got to humble yourself and acknowledge there's some big things around here that nobody has given a definite answer to. Look, up, you want to learn about God? Don't get somebody's 12 volume set on theology. Go out, look up in the night sky. Hmm? That's God. That's God. Look across the vastness of the Pacific. Look across the Rocky Mountain Range. Huh? That's God. That's Him. He's big. He's really big. He can do anything. Come on. If He can create stars, if He can create galaxies, you know He can fix your kidney. Huh? Right? If He can create a backbone of a Rocky Mountain range, why couldn't he fix your little backbone? Your vertebra. Right? If he can create electricity, lightning, lightning. Oh man, the whole world has been trying to figure out how to catch a lightning bolt and put it in a can. I mean, you wouldn't have to pay your light bill forever. <laughs> it's just too much. If God can create that, why can't he restore the electrical flow of your spine and your your nervous system? He can. He can. In a moment, in a blink of an eye. The hindrance is not what he can do. The hindrance is people being so proud and so defiantly proud of their little tiny intellect and holding themselves up and saying, oh, that can't be, that can't be real. That that doesn't exist. It does exist. Yes, it does. We've got stacks of testimonies yes, in the ministry of people that have been healed from everything—from AIDS to cancer to heart problems. People raised from the dead, deaf eyes open. Don't tell me <laughs> you come too late to tell us. That's right. It's like telling somebody in a pool they're swimming. There's no water in that pool. Hey, they're wet you can't tell them there's no water in the pool we are wet with the blessings of God we are wet with healings and with deliverances oh I'm pleading with you brother sister it's real open yourself up to at least the possibility of God doing a miracle in your body that no man could do this man when the Lord told him get up Take up your bed. Go to your house. He's paralyzed. He can't do that. Yeah, but immediately mm-hmm. he got up, yes, took his bed, mm-hmm. and left in front of them all. Come on, can you see that? Yes, he gets up. Don't you, don't you imagine there a sound went across the crowd. Oh, <laughs> he got up. They all saw him get hauled in. He got up. He, not only can he stand on his own power, he's strong enough to pick up his little cot. <laughs> he looks at him all. <laughs> and he heads out the door. <laughs> Woo. And the question is answered if Jesus had the authority to tell him that his sins were forgiven. The question is answered. Which one's easier? To say, get up and walk or be forgiven? The question is answered about the will of God and the power of God and the authority he's given men. The question's answered. It is his will for paralyzed people to get a miracle in their body. It is his will for us to be forgiven of all sin and transgression and have no shame and no condemnation. Somebody say it is his will. It is his will. will. It is His will immediately. He rose. He took up His bed. He went out before them all in so much that they were all amazed. They glorified God. I mean, there was, there was whispers throughout the crowd. Oh, my Lord. Did you see that? Oh, God. Oh, glory to God. Wow. Glory to God. They were amazed. They said, I ain't never seen anything like that. How many would like to see some, I ain't never seen anything like that? God is still the God of miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all things are possible to those that believe. Any believers in the house? Our time's up again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School.